This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I am an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant or expert witness, an author, and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about the California Fair Claims Settlement Practices Regulations which anyone who writes business in the state of California must apply and train its personnel about every year, no later than September 1 of that year. In 1993, the California Department of Insurance started the regulatory process to control through regulatory micromanagement claims handling in the state of California. The first version of what was then called the Unfair Claim Settlement Practices Regulations were issued to comply with the direction of the California Supreme Court as suggested by the California Supreme Court decision in Moradi Shalal v. Fireman's Fund Insurance Company a Supreme Court decision rendered in 1988. That case concluded, quote, neither Section 790.03, the Fair Claims Practices Statute, nor Section 790.09 was intended to create a private civil cause of action against an insurer that commits one of the various acts listed in section 790.03 subdivision 8 close quote the supreme court concluded that enforcement was the obligation of the california department of insurance not the civil courts in so doing it destroyed every third party bad faith suit brought in the state of california for violation of 790.03, which had made very wealthy plaintiffs and policyholders lawyers who added to their third-party bodily injury cases a case for bad faith. The California Department of Insurance, five years after receiving instructions for the California Supreme Court issued the first version of the regulations in 1993 and modified them in 96, 97, 2004, 2007, 2009, and 2012. The 1997 changes renamed the regulations as the California Fair Claims Settlement Practice Regulations, which name remains. The regulations imposed on all insurance personnel a detailed laundry list of actions that the California Department of Insurance considered wrongful or in violation of the Fair Claims Practices Act. The regulations impose on all insurance claims personnel the requirement that they read and understand the regulations or attend an annual training program no later than September 1 of each year. Insurers are compelled to ascertain that every employee involved in any way in the claims process is trained about the regulations 
or has submitted a sworn statement that he or she has read and understands the regulations. The regulations even require that the insurance claims managing executive attest under oath that each employee has been trained with regard to and or understands the regulations. This requirement must be complied with in order to avoid the possibility of administrative penalties upon the insurer or prosecution of the officer for perjury. I have recently published a new book called The California Fair Claims Settlement Practices Regulations 2020, which, with its text and appendices, should be used by insurers, their insurance claims personnel, their trainers, educators, or lawyers, to effect compliance with the regulations by providing training annually for claims personnel. And I've included in the appendix an outline for such a training program. And two, assisting the claims personnel in their obligation to read and understand the regulations. California Fair Claims Settlement Practices Regulations 2020 can also be used by policyholders, public insurance adjusters, and lawyers representing policyholders to assist their clients in presenting and resolving claims made to insurers, whether by negotiation or litigation. The appendices include the outline for use by insurance claims personnel in presenting a training program similar to insurance companies' claim personnel. Reading the book alone should give the reader sufficient information to declare under the penalty of perjury that he or she has read and understands the regulations if a training class is unavailable or inconvenient. In addition, the insurer who presents the training materials should be able to ascertain that each of the insurer's employees who need to be trained were adequately trained. Insurers must understand that every claims employee must be trained annually in accordance with the requirements of the regulations, no later than September 1 of each calendar year, and insurers must be ready to prove to the Department of Insurance compliance with that requirement. Failure to provide evidence of compliance with the regulations can cause the California Department of Insurance to assess major fines against the insurer. Those found in violation can be fined up to $55,000 for each violation and may even lose their certificate of authority to do business in California. For example, an insurer with 100 employees who have not been trained could, but probably will not, face a fine of $1 million or more. Revisions in the regulations not noted by the insurer may increase the number of technical violations, so it is prudent to check the California Department of Insurance website for any changes to the regulations.
California, as well as many other states, have enacted statutes that require insurers to act in good faith when dealing with insureds or third-party claimants. Because some insurers failed to fulfill their promises, because some insurers took advantage of their insureds, California courts created the new tort of bad faith. Further, since some insurers acted in bad faith and caused harm to their insureds, the California legislature enacted a Fair Claims Settlement Practices Act designed to regulate insurers and insurers' conduct in dealing with California residents. The state set up a statutory scheme and a set of regulations that allowed the state by the office of the elected insurance commissioner to punish insurers who violated the statutory and regulatory requirements. The statutes and regulations are one-sided. They only control the activities of insurers, not those who are insured. The initial statute designed to explain the difference between good faith claims handling and wrongful claims handling now provides as follows in the California Insurance Code section 790.03 parentheses small h close parentheses quote knowingly committing or performing with such frequency as to indicate a general business practice any of the following unfair claim settlement practices. 1. Misrepresenting to claimants person, pertinent facts or insurance policy provisions relating to any coverages at issue. 2. Failing to acknowledge and act reasonably promptly upon communications with respect to claims arising under insurance policies. 3. Failing to adopt and implement reasonable standards for the prompt investigation and processing of claims arising under insurance policies. 4. Failing to affirm or deny coverage of claims within a reasonable time after proof of loss requirements have been completed and submitted by the insured. 5 not attempting in good faith to effectuate prompt, fair, and equitable settlements of claims in which liability has become reasonably clear. 6. Compelling insureds to institute litigation to recover amounts due under an insurance policy by offering substantially less than the amounts ultimately recovered in actions brought by the insureds when the insureds have made claims for amounts reasonably similar to the amounts ultimately recovered. Seven, attempting to settle a claim by an insured for less than the amount which a reasonable person would have believed he or she was entitled by reference to written or printed advertising material accompanying or made part of an application. Eight, 
attempting to settle claims on the basis of an application that was altered without notice to or knowledge or consent of the insured his or her representative agent or broker nine failing after payment of a claim to inform insureds or beneficiaries upon request by them of the coverage under which payment has been made 10 making known to insureds or claimants a practice of the insurer of appealing from arbitration awards in favor of insureds or claimants for the purpose of compelling them to accept settlements or compromises less than the amount awarded in arbitration 11 delaying the investigation or payment of claims by requiring an insured claimant or the physician of either to submit a preliminary claim report and then requiring the subsequent submission of formal proof of loss forms both of which submissions contain substantially the same information 12 failing to settle claims promptly where liability has become apparent under one portion of the insurance policy coverage in order to influence settlements of, under other portions of the insurance policy coverage. 13. Failing to provide promptly a reasonable explanation of the basis relied on in the insurance policy in relation to the facts or applicable law for denial of a claim or for the offer of a compromise settlement. 14. Directly advising a claimant not to obtain the services of an attorney. 15. Misleading a claimant as to the applicable statute of limitations. 16. Delaying the payment or provision of hospital, medical, or surgical benefits for services provided with respect to acquired immune deficiency syndrome or AIDS-related complex for more than 60 days after the insurer has received a claim for those benefits, where the delay in claim payment is for the purpose of investigating whether the condition pre-existed the coverage. However, this 60-day period shall not include any time during which the insured is awaiting a response for relevant medical information from a health care provider, and 17, canceling or refusing to renew a policy in violation of section 676.10 of the California Insurance Code. Since the California Supreme Court required that the California Department of Insurance enforce the statute, the regulations were created. This video was adapted from my new book, The California Fair Claims Settlement Practices Regulations 2020, and is available as both the Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com and from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the Insurance Claim Library link. If you found this video to be interesting or useful to you, Please pass it on to your colleagues. It's free. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel and to my blog 
so that you can learn about future videos, blog postings, and podcasts. Thank you again for your attention.